comes. Here. And watch out! He's got Wow. Point, because it's a 6% slope, 50 feet. So right now it will gather speed. Good weight. A two footer. Oh my goodness. All the way. Oh, can you believe that? Ladies and gentlemen, Walking In Podcast is back. Episode 83, the memorial preview. Charles Schwab recap. Mark and Jeff here. Jeff, We're back. I have to admit something. I didn't watch a shot of golf this past weekend. I had my second kid, as you know, little baby girl, Penelope, shout out. Congratulations, Max, little baby Nelly. Nelly. Yeah. Baby Nelly is here. Nelly Corda, if you want to come on the podcast, yeah. come to talk about uh, your namesake. Definitely the inspiration, oh, right? Welcome on to, to walking in anytime. But uh, uh, Jeff, we had a couple uh, couple placement winners. Um, ultimately, uh, Emiliano Grillo got his second PGA Tour win, his first in over seven years, beating Adam Shank in a playoff. Um, we had Harry Hall, the Bryson DeChambeau lookalike out there. Seriously. Um, he crushed it uh, before he got to the weekend. Um, your your takeaways from Charles Schwab, I don't know how much golf you watched because I didn't watch any. Yeah, um, like you, hand up, no golf watching whatsoever. Managed to get a round in for Memorial Day weekend, but you had a big life event. I've got a big life event coming up this weekend, getting married on Saturday. Um, so in terms two of- two-week stretch for the pod. Yeah, the pod has been busy. Life happens, exciting things happen. Um, the amount of golf we watch has plummeted for that exact reason. But these are the types of things that you would give golf up for. Um, and yeah. I think our our uh, your wife, my soon to be wife, appreciate us for putting things um, putting first things first. We'll put it that way. But yeah, Absolutely. no golf for me this weekend. And um, I don't know how much of it I'm going to watch this weekend. And in all honesty, I am a little bummed. Um, I'm not bummed because it is our wedding, and I am ecstatic about that. I just really like the memorial. I just think the tournament's awesome. I think the field is obviously great, and I really enjoy watching it. It's just like a very – it's a non-major, major field from a course yeah. aspect of it. It's Jack's tournament. It's the same way we talk about the Genesis. It's Tiger's tournament. It's a non-major, major, and this is mm-hmm. a non-major, major. Absolutely. It's a, a good week. Uh, re- re- really sad that I'm uh, missing your wedding this week, uh, you know, with my Me. week old baby, but it is a good week to be on paternity leave. I can That's kick right. my feet up, watch the memorial. So I will be here next well, Tuesday. I also think <laughs> we probably need to tell all of the listeners that the Twitter account might be a little bit more spicy, might be a little more active than normal since you're our social media guy. And I would bet if you have a lot of time on your hands, you might yeah. be throwing a couple extra, you know, midday matchup. Yeah, Twitter fingers will be ready. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So we've got a, a pretty great tournament on tap and um, to whatever extent we watch, we have put the prep in. We would not lead you astray when it comes to the tournament. Although before we just move past Grio and Shank and Harry Hall and Sky Scheffler, um, any takeaways from you from this past week, even though you didn't watch it, just, optics yeah. just the, yeah. the moment itself sure a couple you know uh kudos to Grio. uh Grio. i always love watching him uh play he's a tremendous striker of the golf ball i was gonna say, say he is he's a ball striker's ball striker yeah it's awesome watching him play um and and some of the 
content that came out, um, you know, during the week, him playing around with the kids and and all that stuff yep. was awesome. So, so hats off to him. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler continues to do his thing. Sam Burns and Ricky Fowler continue to be back. Um, Max Homa continues his uh, U.S. Open prep. I know Jeff's already got uh, all his shekels on I'm on Max Homa. Yep. Um, but would have uh, loved to have seen Max Homa do something in a major. Uh, one of the first two majors before we get to the U.S. Open, but whatever, you know, we'll get yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, no, but um, o- overall, um, th- those were my main takeaways. Uh, my guys, Burns and and, and Ricky are, are are still back. Uh, mm-hmm. Pissed that uh, Christian Bezaden out. T twenty one. We just missed a oh. plus two forty um, top twenty bet there. Uh, so that stung, but but he did play well. So my my handicap, I think, was right. He just fell one place short of a top twenty. Yeah. You know, you mentioned a guy and I, I also talked about him just quickly running on the leaderboard. The, the Scotty Scheffler show, it just, it doesn't matter where you put the guy, his numbers, even just statistically are just like, you got to gawk at them mm-hmm. approach numbers off the team numbers. The putting is still a little bit sporadic, but it's definitely gotten back to where we would expect him to be, which is a, an above average putter. His distance off the tee is insane, but he maxes that out with the, with the accuracy. Like, I'm almost talking about him because it was really hard for me not to put a bet on him this week at six to six, one, six to one favorite this week. Yep. It's like last week, I, you know, I took Tommy Fleetwood and the guy's rattling off made cuts left, right and center. And he's, you know, finishing well. And then he goes out and misses the cut. It's like at some point, when is Scotty going to have his blip? He hasn't finished worse in this calendar since January. He has not finished worse in a tournament than T12. Yeah. That's insane. It is yeah. insane. And uh, last year, John Rahm went through a, a dry spell, if you will. Mm-hmm. Scotty Scotty Scheffler has not done that yet. No. Um, so we'll we'll see if it happens ever. But uh, he continues <laughs> yeah. to amaze. Hand up for the uh, swing and a miss, trying to take Tony Finau in a matchup over Scheffler last week because that obviously did not work. Well, and even if you look at John Ron this year, right? Like he had the Arnold Palmer was T39, withdraw at the players. He was sick, T31 at the match play, and then T50 at the PGA. Like Scotty's been in all those tournaments. Mm-hmm. And Scotty has finished no worse than T12 in 12 straight tournaments. Like the only reason I'm skeptical is because at some point, when does he become the buoy and does the buoy ever sink? Because John right. Rom got the nickname the buoy from the no lane up guys. And well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he still is, but if there's a new buoy, it's got to be Scotty Scheffler. So maybe we just jump right into this week at the Memorial in Cle- uh, sorry, in Columbus, Ohio. Um, Jack Nicholas's tournament, Murfield Village, yes. And Scotty is sitting at the top of the odds board six to one for all the reasons I just stated. It's hard to argue with that. I, again, am not on him solely because I needed to spread the units around a little bit and you're going to have to put a pretty penny behind a six to one but John Rahm's right behind him at seven. I mean, wouldn't surprise me, as as we say every week, if one of these two guys ends up on top. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I I would guess you're going to start your your card in the teens um, without knowing who you have beforehand. Ooh, but... No, I will be skipping the teens. But really? should, we talk, should we talk about the teens quickly? Patrick yeah, Cantley sure. at 10, Xander at 12, Rory at 12, Hovland at 18. So really only one guy in the teens per se. Sure, but yeah. Your mm-hmm. 10 to 20 range limited to just four golfers. Um, do you, do you have somebody here you like? 
I do. I'm, I'm going to take your guy, Victor Hovland. There so, it is. I'm super. I'm so surprised. You thought not- I was going to be all over him. I honestly, I, I've burned enough money on Victor. I don't believe at 18 to one that this is the tournament he's going to win. I don't know, man. This, uh, this course tends to favor the bombers. Um, he's 44th in driving distance. He's 11th in strokes gained approach this year. 12th uh, strokes gained T to green. Obviously, his putting is around the green. We don't have to uh, belabor that point. Um, not good, but uh, the guy has been—he's um, been sniffing this year. He's been sniffing. Doesn't have the best uh, history. Um, his three starts here at Muirfield, but um, he arguably has not been playing anywhere near as well as he is playing currently. So I am going to take a, a shot at Hoplin. I think it's coming, um, and it could very well be this week. So. Uh, he's 18 to one, like you said, half a unit on the win bet and then a, a full unit on a top 20, which is minus 110. So pay a little bit of juice there, but standard standard minus 110 bet um, on a on a Hoblin top 20. I think that's easy money. I, I'm glad that somebody in the podcast has them. Um, guys had four showings here. And we should note, too, because this will matter when I get to my first golfer. Um, in 2020, during COVID, they did play the Workday Charity Open here, and that was not the Memorial. Um, so that was a different tournament, but put at the same course. So kind of factor that into some of the handicaps. And when you look at Hovland, four showings, including that tournament, all of them made cuts. He did have a third at the Workday Charity Open back in 2020. My thought this week with Hovland is I, I well, I, I guess I burn money on a lot of guys, right? Um, we 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 know my roster of guys that I'm just a sucker for, and Hovland mm-hmm. is really close to being on that list. If I would have taken him this week, I think it would be fair to say that he's on the list. It's I'm rooting for him to get it done, and I'm rooting for him more now because you have him. I just I don't know. He's he's had a lot of great finishes this year, but I don't know if the winning the winning magic is is in the bag yet at a tournament of this caliber. Could be wrong. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we where's your card starting? My card starts right behind Victor Hovland. Uh, the odds boards in the twenty. I'll quickly read it out. But we've got Terrell Hatton, Colin Morikawa at twenty two and twenty two, J Day at twenty five, J T at twenty eight, and Fitzy. Oh no, sorry, uh, J T's the last guy at twenty eight. I'm gonna take Colin Morikawa. Um, he's another guy who I'm glad I should burn a lot of money on Colin Morikawa. <laughs> yeah. But I, uh, I said in our group chat last week, I can't even remember the last time he was competitive. I, and, and in fair, because it's been a really weird season for him. He came out of the gates humming, um, at century and at farmers and then everybody and their brother was on him. That waste management misses the cut bounces back with a T6, the Genesis, misses the cut, T13, and then it's really just kind of been pedestrian. He had the T10 at the Masters, but that was non-competitive. A few top 30 finishes. What's weird is the approach numbers have been great. He's been really consistent as he's, I mean, the driver is, it's just that buttery cut every time, finds the fairway. And you said bombers, bombers, but also accuracy this week. Like a bomber who can, yuck it down the fairway like a bryson or a yeah Brooks. but the fairways if you were to miss the fairways are, are rather wide at, at mirrorfield yeah. um so i'm not too concerned obviously driving driving accuracy always matters but i'm not like i'm not too concerned and i'll get that i'll get uh to that in, with my next guy also but yeah um but but it's you definitely don't... it's always something i consider right it's not a brian Harmon week let's put it that way right like well that's not what right. we're talking about here yep. but 
in a Jack Nicholas course, you have got to strike your irons pure. There's going to be a lot of really trickiness around the green and you need to put it to the right spots. I think that's what Kyle Morikawa has done in route to a victory here and a solo second in 2021. So I like Morikawa. I'm willing to take the risk. I was a little surprised his number wasn't a little bit higher given his last five tournaments. But I think the history here and the fit is what's driving this to 22 to one. So I've got a half unit on the win. Top 20 at plus 105 for a unit. All right. I'll root for him. I, listen, I love the guy. I said before the season started, uh, he and JT would combine for all four majors. Obviously, <laughs> that did not happen. And hey, he looks good in January. As, he has not played as as well as I hoped, but uh, but I'm rooting for you. Yeah. All Where, right. Uh, so where's your uh, where's your card going after this? I'm I'm a little bit further down the board. Yeah, my next guy's in the 30s. Um, yeah, that we're on the same guy here. Uh, you know what? I don't think we are. So quickly in the 30s, because I think I know who you're on. <laughs> Matt Fitzpatrick, Jordan Spieth, Hideki at 30, yes. Sungjae and Ricky and Cameron Young at 35. Okay, I I don't think I'm on the guy you're on. Yeah, how's I, my how's my poker face? <laughs> I think you're I think you're up back to Ricky. Yes, I'm had to be. <laughs> I'm, I'm all I'm all in at this point. Should I just should I just <laughs> yeah. go in with it? Push the chips. T6 last week. He tied for the lowest round on the entire course uh, Sunday at Charles Schwab last week with a 67. Okay. Um, he continues to get it done. He's 33rd on tour in driving distance. He's ninth in strokes gained approach, 14th T to green. Um, listen, what I mean, what more can we say? In his last 16 rounds, he's also 25th in the field in putting. Um, like I said, I'm I'm fully committed to Ricky and uh, do not want to be on the sidelines when he wins. Um, it's, it's more than just a blind bet because he's got the stats to back it up. So um, I'm running it back with, with my guy, Rick um, 35 to one half a unit. And then a top 20 is plus plus one forty for a full unit. On your opener, uh, you know, you're fully committed. It just brings me back to those moments where we mic up a caddy and a golfer and caddy hands of a seven. He's like, all right, I want, I want you to be committed to this. That's Commit right. to it. I see the shot and I'm I'm hitting the shot. That's it. Fully committed to Ricky Fowler. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. He's got great history here. He's played this tournament back since 2010. Couple T2s, um, couple other top tens. So a potentially promising week for Ricky. Uh, did you say a top 20 and a win bet? Yes, both. Okay. Top 20 is plus 140, which I think is crazy. Uh, yeah. I thought it would be closer to to even money, but uh, he continues to. Uh, in my at least in my estimation, be undervalued by the books. Last week at Charles Schwab, he was twenty eight to one, and this week he's thirty five to one, coming off a T six. You kidding me? Yeah. Well, my guy's also in the thirties. He's not Ricky Fowler. Um, he's not Cameron Young, who might also be of interest to a few folks. Um, I'm not taking Spieth either. I'm taking Sung JM at thirty five to one. Um, Sung J is a guy who has come off two of probably the worst weeks he's had on tour in a while. PJ Championship was forgettable. Charles Schwab, forgettable. Uh, that was coming off of going over and playing in Korea, where he won. Um, but before that, he was on a really nice stretch. In seven tournaments in a row, no worse than T21. Ball striking was pure. Short game, consistent. It feels like the week where Sung Jae bounces back. It's very rare for Sung Jae to have a stretch like this, where he's not striking the ball well. He hasn't had great history at this course. T10 last year was his best finish in five attempts. 
And when you look at Sung Jay and you look at somebody who's got the ball striking prowess, he does. I'm just betting on the bounce back. And I think these numbers at 35 to one is a very fair bet for somebody like him. So I've got him to win for a half unit and I've got, I'm sorry, a win on a quarter unit and a top 20 at plus 130 for one and a quarter unit. All right. That's a big, that's a big top 20 play. That is a big top 20 play. I like the the high floor for Sung Jay. Might not be enough to beat Scheffler or whoever else the hell is up there. Maybe it'll be Hovland and Morikawa. Um, just like we had at the PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. Podcast had a final pairing. Maybe we'll have something like that. There we go. That'd be nice. Um, right. You have one more golfer? The, what's that? You have one more golfer? I do. I have, I've got one more golfer, and then I've got a top 20 parlay. Um, okay. My next golfer is going to be a little bit further down the board. Um, he is uh, currently 50 to 1, and that's Sahid Tagala. I'm on him with you. Let's oh, go. Nice. All right, cool. So the last time I took Sahid Tagala was at the players, and he uh, absolutely um, atrocious. I think he finished 74th. Um, that is by far his worst uh, result um since the players uh so he is trending upwards for what that's worth he he's another guy who drives the ball over 300 yards um and uh i just think i think he's worth a worth a shot here at uh at 50 to 1 um over his over his last 16 rounds um fairly pedestrian numbers um 64th um t to green um is 42nd in putting, which I think is, uh, you know, kind of promising, but, uh, uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I saw his number at, at 50 to one and, um, yeah, I, I like, I like taking the shot here, um, coming off, uh, a, a string of, uh, of decent results. Um, he hasn't missed the cut. I don't <laughs> think since October. October. Yep. October. So, I mean, He's at least hopefully going to be playing the weekend and, and give us a shot. Uh, his top 20 is plus 200. I'm going to put three quarters of a unit on that. Uh, try to get uh, two times our money there. And then just a, a modest quarter of a unit on the 50 to one win. It's really interesting that you're on Sahith because you and I, you and I, I guess have some similarities. If uh, we were to look at the golfers, we bet generally we're kind of circling around the same, um, same folks, but Sath is definitely not a guy I often bet. And you said it at the end. To me, this is just like a field play. I yeah. just, there's something about him. I mean, he did have the strong finish last year, T5. Um, and and I think when we've talked about him on the pod, podcast before, I make comments about how he just, he's always missing something. And each week it's a different thing. But when everything can fire at an elite level, you're betting on the week that it all fires at the same time. Because you know, statistically, he's not a Morikawa where the putter might just completely abandon him. He can go on stretches where he has everything in the sort of the green, positive strokes gained in all the main categories. I'm with you. I'm betting the the ceiling on Sahith. I've got the win at 50 to 1 for a quarter unit and the top 20 uh, for three quarters of a unit. Same same odds you yeah. have. Yeah. Um... Uh, everything I've read, Riviera is a uh, a comp course to to Muirfield, and he did finish T six of the Genesis uh, a couple months ago, which which gives me um, another feather in, in the cap, if you will, uh, as far as the handicap goes. And um, we'll see. Um, it's proven so far this year that that long shots haven't been winning, but um, I, I think this is a this is a play here. 
I have one more golfer, and then we'll flip it over to your top 20 parlay. Um, sitting right there at 50 to 1 as well. I'm taking Tom Kim. Um, Tom Kim has made some considerable strides with his distance off the tee. Really since the start of the year, Tom Kim went from a 275, 80 to 85 driver. Um, and now he's sitting right there at tour average. He still has the accuracy off the tee and his approach numbers are wildly consistent. I, he's been one of those guys that I really expected more from this season. We haven't had it ever since Phoenix, really. He's been mm-hmm. on a stretch where he hasn't found the magic. He had the T16, the Masters, nice showing, but that's not really what we're looking for. I think we are expecting more of Tom Kim at this point. But 50 to 1 on the win with his numbers. The trend line isn't great, but at 50 to 1, he's got win equity. He's a winner on the PGA Tour before. And I'm going to take him and I'm going to take the top 20 at plus 190 for three quarters of a unit. All right. I love it. Uh, I'm going to finish my card with a top 20 parlay. Uh, three guys. Ricky's one of them, so I won't touch um, on him since since we already gave the handicap there. The other two, Cam Young guy is just a stripe show, 320 off the tee, not a big deal. Uh, hasn't been in the best form um, in the world, but uh, but I do think that uh, this is a course he could absolutely um, score on. And then uh, the third guy, Xander Shoffley. Uh, his last four appearances here, T18, T11, T13, T14, all obviously top 20s. And he has... Uh, had, I think, five top 10s in his last six starts, and his last start was a T18. So uh, Xander's been feeling it, and uh, I think uh, top 20 is something that uh, that you could bet on um, by itself for Xander. Uh, mix in Cam Young and uh, and Ricky, and you get nine to one. So I'm going to put a full unit on that because I really like the three of them together. So, sorry again, Cam Young, Ricky, and who was the third one? Xander. Xander, okay. Yeah, I mean... The high floor for Xander is, uh, well, it's obvious each week. Um, and this seems to be a place that he would, he should thrive at. Yeah, um, absolutely. I love this pick at, at nine to one is crazy value. Yeah, I would agree. Um, okay. So we will quickly break it down, um, but that's going to do it for us. Also, wait, did you just say, did you share with the people that Xander has five straight top 20s here? Uh, four. Five. Going back to the oh, workday five, charity, if you, if, even if, throwing yeah, the work, if yeah, you yeah. put in the workday, it's five. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, same course, different tournament, but kind of in the end, same type of field quality. I mean, he's he's just like you know, top what 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 was Tony top ten Tony or top five yeah. Tony? Yeah, um, that's pretty much what this, Xander is. You know, he's he's top top ten Xander or whatever you want to call him. He's 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 Mister Consistent or at least one of them. So, uh, I I love it. Absolutely. It, it would just be, it'd be great if he started to win more because he absolutely can. It is yeah. shocking. Well, he, um, he needs a little more dog in him. Yeah. The more dog would work. Um, factor that into your handicap each week. Okay. Quick <laughs> recap. I'll start. Um, four golfers for me starting at the top. Colin Morikawa to win at 22 to one half unit top 20 plus 105 for a unit. I'm betting on a bounce back. Same with Sung JM 35 to one for a quarter unit to win in a top 20 plus 130 for one and a quarter. Both guys looking for them to kind of play up to their levels and put all the pieces together that each of them have in the bag each week. Tom Kim, 50 to one quarter unit. I'm betting on the distance here with Tom really showing up top 20 plus 190 at three quarters. And then I'm also on Mark's boy, Sahith Thagala, 50 to one to win for a quarter unit in a top 20 at two to one for three quarters. Mark said it and I agree. Uh, it's just a feel. 
the field play, and we know everything he needs to win is in the back. It's just about putting it together for four rounds. My card starts with Victor Hovland. He's coming, 18 to 1, half unit on the win. Full unit, top 20, minus 110. I am committed to Ricky Fowler time and time again. I will not stop. Half unit on the win bet, 35 to 1 for Ricky. Top 20 is plus 140 for a full unit. Sahith Thagala, you mentioned it, 50 to 1 for a quarter unit. Top 20, 2 to 1 for three quarters of a unit. And then I finished my card with a top 20 parlay, three golfers, Ricky, Cam Young, Xander Shoffley, nine to one for a full unit. I love it. Um, you know, it's a little bit of shorter, shorter episode than typical. Mark and I have a lot going on. Maybe you call it the baby bump this week for Mark's picks yeah. with Nelly arriving. Big uh, shout out, Aaron and Jeff. Appreciate you. Yes. Uh, Saturday, I will not be watching golf. I will be getting married, um, but we will be back next week on Tuesday. We'll see if there's a, a wedding bump. We'll see if there's a baby bump for either one of our bets. Honestly, things are looking really good for Sahith Tagala. If we're being yes. honest here, all of the factors are lining up for a Sahith mm-hmm. Tagala victory. If DraftKings is listening, maybe a little odds boost on yeah. Sahith Tagala because of the big week for walking in. There's a plus 250 odds boost on there already. You might want to apply it to Sahif. Um, mm-hmm. Plenty of good golfers on the card this week at a great tournament uh, in Murfield in Columbus. We look forward to breaking it down next week and getting closer to golf's next major, the U.S. Open at LACC. We will see you next week on the Walking In Podcast.